As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake Doctor's Orders. Sportsnet 590 The Fan On Demand. It's Tim and Sid. It's Friday. We made it. Kinda. He's Tim McAuliffe. I'm a bit, little piece of us died, maybe. He's Tim McAuliffe. I'm Sid Sixero. I hope so. How's the dentist, McAuliffe? McAuliffe went to the dentist for the first time, much like myself. I haven't gone in 18 months. I'm not proud of it, but it's kind of right. just kind of lost in the weeds here. <laughs> How was the dentist, McAuliffe? It was different. I'm, I'm, I mean, <laughs> you got to go and we got to do these things because there are certain things that you can't lay weight um but yeah it was it was it was different and they did a wonderful job and i'm glad that they did a wonderful job but it was as different as everything else is in 2020 and 2021 well shout out to dr bobby brown for helping you out today uh, again i'm yeah, tim mccallough nice. he's it's, i'm, I'm such <laughs> he's tim mccallough i try to get cute i forget my name we're live on tv and radio busy show uh best of the week Courtesy of Mary Brown's Chicken. They are back. Good to see Mary Brown's always. Nice. Best of the week returning. Also, Tim McCall's got a super, super edition. I don't want to pump it up too much, Tim, because I haven't seen it. But I would assume it's a super, super edition of Countdown to kick off on this, the eve, officially, of Super Wild Card Weekend not, in the National wild. Football League. Not just Wild Card Weekend. It is Super Wild Card super. Weekend. Triple super. header tomorrow. Triple header on Sunday. Uh, Nate Burleson is going to be our kicker. We don't have the kicker. We don't have the closer. We don't have the game show. Our game show is Nate Burleson, who will be on a rather historic broadcast this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, he's working on the Nickelodeon broadcast of the Saints and the Bears. Uh, he will join us next hour to tee it all up. We'll also speak to Kenny the Jet Smith from TNT next segment. And Sid, still plenty to discuss from the NBA, plenty to discuss from the NHL. Mm-hmm. And it's not all uh, happy, happy, joy, joy, even though we uh, like going on the happy, happy, joy, joy yeah. stuff. I like the, the Ren and Stimpy tie-in with the Nickelodeon. Very good. I found Ren and Stimpy to be disturbing. Was I the only one, even at a young age, to find Ren and Stimpy, like how high were they when they did this? Yeah, but, but that... Was I the only one? Is that not true of every cartoon on planet Earth? You, you could make the argument a lot of them were written under sp- under the influence. But SpongeBob SquarePants, like, come on, really? But I don't know SpongeBob like that. You know SpongeBob better than me. I don't have walking kids. around you, under the sea and cooking hamburgers. Like, what are you? So what's the analogy there? What's the, what's, <laughs> okay, you know what? Tell me in the break. We don't have to talk about it now. I don't think it's legal to talk about it now. Um, all right, so let's. We're not kidding around here to start the show. Um, let's start with the NHL, Tim. Can we Schedule? know? Hold on. Can we? I'm, Go ahead. I, can, I, can we just? Can we just joke around and fool around and not read we, the like, stories you know of the day? No, we have to. Not, we have to. Right. We have to. Okay. It, it, it might affect our Sportsnet hockey schedule, so I think we should read this for the people. So the, the schedule is out. Games start next week, Wednesday night. Brian Burke was on yesterday. Stop screwing around! It's out. Like everyone's excited. Uh, so the season starts next week, but not for everyone today, we found out. 
six Dallas Star players, positive COVID-19. Two staff members, positive COVID-19. They've shut down the practice facility. It will be closed and remain closed for several days. NHL said they're in the process of revising the schedule. So we're talking about postponements here, not outright cancellations. But already it's tricky for Dallas. They could have like six games and nine nights for all we know. Um, but they will not begin their season, the Stars. Here's what we do know until January the 19th. We just got to get used to it, Tim. I don't have a ton of hot takes on this. It's just kind of what we're in. Do we just have to get used to it is my question, Tim. Yeah, that, that's, that's a leading question, too, because you already know the answer to it. Uh, Berkey told us yesterday that there was already COVID in the NHL, and we didn't blink Correct. because we knew it, right? Like, you and I didn't blink because we knew it. I mean, California is at 50,000 cases a day. A day. Florida has been accused of lying about their case totals, have a governor who no longer wants to talk about cases, but just a vaccine rollout like a lot of people because he knows that he's really messed up. 20,000 a day is what they're reporting in Florida, and we haven't even got to the Christmas cases that are going to push all those numbers up. The NHL and the NBA and society are just going to have to deal with it. And the only way the NBA and the NHL can deal with it with it not affecting their game is to go to a bubble and they're not going to the bubble. Like I'm not a I'm not a I'm not attempting to be doomsday. This is just our reality and maybe if we had talked about it more, the idiots trying to deny all this wouldn't have gained any traction with real people trying to make sense of what is a very difficult thing to understand. But again, do yourself a favor and listen to the doctors who have spent their entire adult lives studying this and not the dumb guy from high school who sends you a meme. Listen, we all understand this is going to take a while, and if we want to play hockey or basketball or anything else in the middle of all this, we're just going to have to deal with it in our sports, and we're going to have to be patient. Uh, patience is the key word there, Tim. I literally, within the last 15 minutes, saw a key on a television station. This is what the key said. This is America. Canada's not getting that vaccine out quick either. I'm not throwing stones or vaccines. Okay? But this is the key in relation to sports and the interruption of sports. This is what I saw. 21 million vaccine doses have been sent to the states down south below us. Of the 21 million doses, Mm -hmm. 6,000 have been administered. At that rate, by the next ice age, nice. herd immunity should, maybe, if, if, if we're hopeful, should happen. So just from a patient standpoint, well, I want to emphasize the point Tim just made there. Mm-hmm. You're going to need it. I think we'll get, our, we'll get back up to speed eventually up here because I think we're smarter. Down there, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Now, the, there's going to be a new boss in town on the 21st, so I don't know how that changes things. This is... But we'll see. Anyway, I wanted this to is... throw that on there because I think it's relevant to this not happening. This is why it's important when I say yesterday that we have to recognize that the world is not the United States of America, that we can learn from other countries who are doing this properly and not just be overwhelmed by the media that we receive from the United States of America. Because if you thought it was just hockey, oh, hold on just a second. Yeah, In other COVID-related news. Go ahead. Go ahead. The shorthanded Nets got a surprising win over the Sixers last night. But the bigger story wasn't uh, who wasn't playing and why or this 
bigger story was who wasn't playing and why. Got it good and since you understood. Brooklyn was without Kyrie Irving, who missed the game for personal reasons. They're also missing Kevin Durant, who is in quarantine as a part of contact tracing protocols. On the Philly side, Seth Curry missed the game due to an ankle injury. He was on the bench with the team wearing a mask until the end of the first quarter when he was reportedly told that he had tested positive for COVID-19. Curry left the bench, went into isolation, and left the arena apparently separately from the team. Who do you want to talk about or what do you want to talk about first? Kyrie and the Nets or Seth and the Sixers? I mean, this. I think the 76ers are in obvious scheduling trouble here. So I don't have much to say on that. And and we don't have, we don't know who's been exposed. We, we can assume who's been exposed, which is like most of them on the 76ers. Right. But I would rather talk about Kyrie. I want to talk about Kyrie. And we brought him up yesterday briefly that the Nets didn't really know why he was going to miss this game. So after the game that he missed, and the Nets won, by the way, against Philadelphia, missing Durant and Kyrie Irving. After the game, Steve Nash, head coach of the Nets, was given a quote that has been reportedly traced back to Kyrie. And this I find, well, I mean, judge, judge for yourself. Roll it. We'll talk on the other side. There was a report uh, that Kyrie, in essence, said, I just don't want to play. I'm curious if you can shed a little bit of light either on that report or whatever conversation you've had with him if you've been able to reach him. I haven't spoke to him yet. You know, I can't really comment because um, I haven't spoke to him and it's personal reasons. So it'd have to come from Kyrie, but I don't believe that to be the case. Steve Nash last night after the game said he had no idea why one of the most important players in basketball wasn't there. We can tell you Kyrie Irving did not fly with the Nets to Memphis for the game tonight. He is not with them. I have not seen by any of the incredible reporters that cover the NBA a theory as to where he is and why he's there. Tim, what the hell is going on here? Go ahead. Uh, I have no idea. Damn, I thought you knew. All right, well, no, disappointed I, me in this segment. Way to go, how, McAuliffe. How would, I know, go. how would I know what's going on here? Like, it's Kyrie Irving. Like, what, Steve Nash, welcome to Kyrie Irving's world. First year in a pandemic. Are you sure you wanted this? Like, I have no idea. And as a couple of friends talking here, as always, yeah. I don't have any misinformation. Or I don't have any information. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Sometimes you can't tell the difference between the two. I don't have any information here, but I wonder, and hear me out on this, Sid. This is just a thought and a theory, Mm -hmm. a couple guys talking. Mm -hmm. I wonder if some of the other players were wondering if Kyrie would put his money where his mouth was on some of the things that he said going into the bubble that he wasn't showing up to. Like one of the biggest criticisms about Kyrie's objection to playing in the bubble was that he wasn't playing. Now, some of the things that he was objecting about and to came to fruition, and other players were forced to answer those questions. And a lot of people just pointed to Kyrie and said, well, maybe he was right all along. And I'm just curious if some of those other players 
who had to go and who took the fire when they sat out in the bubble are saying to Kyrie, well, now is your chance. Now you need to put your money where your mouth is. And let me tell you, I wouldn't put it past Kyrie Irving to do exactly that. I, uh, it, it's, it's an interesting theory. Um, the other side of this is... I know what, I know what the other side of this is. And, and I think there's what like. What do you think 40, I think the other side of this is? No, but I think there's 45 different sides to this because Kyrie is such, to for lack of a better term, an interesting man. But is he so interesting a man? See, here's my beef. Here's my beef. Is he so interesting a man, Steve Nash, a Hall of Famer, doesn't deserve an answer? Is he is he that who the hell does Kyrie Irving think he is or you are or I am to just ghost work? Ghost to the point where your head coach in his ninth game ever is now looking like a fool in front of the media because some guy on Twitter named Scoop has more scoops than he does. How does that work? That makes no sense. I'm fine with whatever the reason is. I'm fine with it. You got to show people a bit more respect than that. And we are off to the races nine games in with this guy. Nine games in. All you know is what we know, which is very little. But Steve Nash may have talked to Kyrie Irving and decided this was the best way to go about it. But here we are nine games into his first year in the middle of a global pandemic, and he's forced to make that decision because Kyrie Irving isn't talking for himself right now, as of right now. Correct. Correct. I'm just, again, if it's about what's going on this week on multiple fronts, whether it's Jacob Blake, whether it's the Capitol, look, I'm, I've been distracted too. I get it. Um. That, that for the organization, and quite frankly, for Woj and Shams not to have anything. Because that's who I'm looking at. Because if those guys get information, that's what's interesting to me. Not even, they're not even getting anything. No one knows anything, Tim. Nobody. That's what, that's what makes me think that this is bigger than just whatever. Like, I'm deciding not to play here. Because Could people be. are being very careful Could who be. are usually in the know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And again, this is just two friends talking because that's what we do in this show. But I still think that that's a hell of a spot to put your head coaching. Yeah, no, I don't that's disagree That's a hell of that. a spot. That's I my main, dis- yeah, that's my main beef here is that, is behind, you cover for your, coaches cover for players 150,000 time. times a year. All the time. All right? I was told over and over again, no, Keon Clark was just off tonight. I was told that. So, coaches, that's their job, okay? But this one I find very strange. By the way, Tim, before we continue, uh, that fact I had of 6,000 people vaccinated in the States was very incorrect. So I just want to backtrack on that. I got some fake news, so my apologies on that. Um, 
Speaking of misinformation. Speaking of misinformation. You know when, when you said it, I said to myself, Well, I saw it on a key, and about? I'm like, <laughs> "There's that's unbelievable. But, like, it's the United States, so for a second, I'm like, this got to be real. All right, that's so we won't so, spread that, that in versus, yeah, That's right. Yeah, okay, so it's more than that. All right, we got it. It's more than that. that. Okay. A few. So anyway, a so it's a few. It's a few. I was off by a couple. Right. I was off by a couple. Five so, million, nine hundred. Just a few. Ninety-nine thousand, nine hundred. I need to get vaccinated with, don't pay attention to that. That's what I need to get vaccinated <laughs> right. with. Right. Um, the point is, I, 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 hate, I hate the spot that it looks like the Nets coaches, and quite frankly, their teammates have been put in here. And I think it's unnecessary because if Steve Nash, all you got to say is it's a personal matter. We're not addressing it. Personal matter. We're not addressing it. Apparent, but, but that's, yeah, that's I don't get the saying. feeling that's not saying, happening. I don't know. He says, I don't know. He didn't, Tim, he didn't fly with them. Now, considering what, what Seth Curry's situation was, everyone, there was a lot of people on Twitter last night saying, good move, Kyrie. <laughs> good move. Not showing up to that game, maybe potentially. Anyway, I just find it bizarre. I find it bizarre. Kenny the Jet Smith is going to join us next segment. Perhaps we can ask Kenny the Jet Smith what yeah, he he'd be a good guy to ask. Yeah, he'd be a good guy about to ask. Kyrie Irving and the situation that Steve Nash finds himself in this game, first ten games of his NBA coaching career. Uh, Raptors yeah. at Kings tonight. We've got three games on the network tonight, so there's plenty of basketball to discuss here. I I look down at our numbers today and. With a loss, the Raptors would tie their third worst start in franchise history. Uh, they went one and nineteen in ninety seven, ninety eight, zero and nine in oh five, oh six, one and seven a couple of different times. I ask you this: On January eighth, twenty twenty one, Sid Sixero, are the Raptors a playoff team? No. No. And the, and the reason they're not a playoff team, I think this is a lot more simple than people want to make it out to be. Whatever production defensively and offensively you were getting from Surgeon Mark has not only not been replaced well, it has evaporated. It has 100% left the room. Offensively, it's obvious. Alex Lennon, Aaron Baines ain't that. We didn't think they were 20 a game, obviously. To, they're basically scoreless in two games. Never mind that. Defensively, That's, defensively, can, is your you center not really? On that? They're I can't because I'll scoreless. cry. I, know, I'll, I, I want. I'll cry if I stay on it. I don't want to stay on. I want to move on. Okay. De- but right. defensively, it's been worse. And again, people in this country, for the most part, who watched that Raptors team were clueless as to what Marcus Soul was really doing, and he was quarterbacking that deep. Period. And so was Serge. Where if Kyle misses a guy, it's not the end of the world on penetration. Fred misses a guy. It's not the end of the world if he goes to the hoop because those two guys are there. These Alex Lennon and Aaron Baines are impotent right now in terms of helping this team. It was bargain basement stuff. And they're looking like it. And I'm sure they're nice guys. But if they missed the playoffs... There is enough talent there to get them to the playoffs if they had someone at the lever, at the pump, helping them at the center position, and they're not. And it's a joke. And there's nothing Nick can do about it, and there's nothing Kyle can do about it. There's nothing Fred can do about it. Those two are worthless right now. Worthless. 
but the and question I could care is, less if they're nice guys. But they're not the doing question, a thing for you. The question is, could Aaron Baines develop in like? It, a lot of people thought it was going to be plug and play. He averaged 11 points per game last year, a career high with the Phoenix Suns, who are a good team this year. They decided to let him go, and DeAndre Ayton was hurt for about 30 games last year. But there were a lot of experts thinking plug and play with Aaron Baines, and it wasn't exactly plug and play with Aaron Baines. He walks in the door, and I understand the thought of he's not going to continue to have the worst three-point percentage of his career. He's not going to continue to be this bad defensively because he's, he's played well in other spots. Right. This is his fifth team in eight years. There's a reason for that. Okay? That's all I'm saying. If that is going to happen at any stretch, it's not only killing you on the scoreboard, it's demoralizing the other guys. I guarantee you. That's the biggest issue. He's, we'll he's never. A, here, here's here's my one problem. I'm going to say this right now. He has never averaged more than the 22 minutes per game that he played last year for the Phoenix Suns, and the reason why he did that was because DeAndre Ayton was gone for suspended. certain games. Yeah, suspended. It's a great okay. point. He's never. He never. A- he had never averaged over 6.3 points per game until last year. Like. Everyone who thought they were going to get whatever they thought they were going to get in Aaron Baines may have been projecting. They did this because they were looking for Giannis Antetokounmpo. It didn't work, and now you're eating it. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, there's no other way to describe it. Big picture, there's no other way to describe it. If we want to go micro, we can go micro. But the macro is pretty obvious, and I... Like I don't, I don't see the one move to get it back on track. If both those guys at the spot, if Chris Boucher is your best center, right? God love Chris, and I like him. And offensively, you can have a night. And offensively, mm-hmm. defensively, once in a while, you can have six blocks. I get it. That's probably not great if Chris Boucher is your best center. It's not good. And right now he is. And until that changes, you're looking at fourth or fifth overall, if not higher. And it, it's the way it is. I think my daughter is upset with your Chris Baines. I sense a, I Aaron, sense a Friday, Friday roundtable. You want to do the Friday roundtable <laughs> with the McCall? You want to just, just go old school on this? I can hear clear as day another conversation. Okay, yeah. is, is Beatrice, um, I'll use a different name, is Beatrice angry at my Aaron Baines? Bring her in. Bring her in. Hey, Lane. Tim McCall calling his daughter. You know, we can daughter. hear you down here on, on live national TV and radio, right? Letting his daughter know. We can hear Are you upset at Sid's take on Aaron Baines? Oh, whoa. Well, she didn't have to she didn't have to drop an F bomb there. That was that was helpful. (laughs) Did you hear my eight year old daughter? I heard I think I thought I heard no. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me sing. I think she wants to sing. (laughs) I think she wants to sing. I don't know what that is. And then went back to her conversation (laughs) on FaceTime with one of her friends. All right, we're taking a break. We're gonna get to the passing of one of baseball's great ambassadors, Tommy Lasorda, and celebrate what was. I mean, listen, the, you, you live to 93. That is a pretty good run. And he was one of baseball's most colorful, most entertaining uh, members and ambassadors. And I wouldn't mind a little later celebrating the life that was Tommy Lasorda because it's unbelievable. Here, here. here. Yeah, let's do that. 70, wi- 70 years with his beautiful wife, 
at the age of nine and stayed in baseball that long, saw the Dodgers win another World Series. We'll get to Tommy Lasorda a little bit later on in the show. We've got a countdown to kick off. We also have Nate Burleson stopping by. But coming up next, we'll continue the basketball conversation with our good friend Kenny the Jet Smith from TNT. I wonder if he would impose the same sort of curfew that Brian Burke was talking about in the NHL. We'll discuss it next right here on Tim and Sid, Sportsnet Radio and TV. So you don't like Aaron Baines? She's very loud. This ain't like when you're at a game and sign up for a credit card just to get the prize and then you immediately cancel the credit card. Because there's no prize when you sign up for our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. All right, Tim, Sid, and uh, my daughter, uh, because she's mad that you're giving basketball takes, uh, Sid, without her. Um, I've I've said for years, your daughter should have her own either pod or show. Is she in the vicinity? Let's have her come in. Oh, yeah, I know. She's hanging around just saying, like, what's going on? What's, What's your problem? What's your deal? What do you want to say? What do you think of the? What, do you think the Jays? Hold on. Do you think the Jays should Jays. have acquired? Do you think the the Blue Jays should have acquired Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco? Yes or no? What? She thought you were talking about Aaron Baines, homeboy. Oh, Aaron Baines. I'll ask her about Baines. Do you think Aaron Baines is going to find it? <laughs> yes or no? No. Mm, no. All right, get out of here. Okay, thank you. Finally, Love McAuliffe you. agrees with me. It's great. Thank you. It only took seventeen years. Um, uh, again, this is Tim and Sid. Uh, we'll talk about the, the late Tommy Lasorda coming up a little later on. Again, as Tim mentioned before the break, a huge loss in the world of sports, but what a what a career. What a career. What a, 70 years in the same organization. 70 That's years. Unbelievable. That's amazing. So we'll get to that uh, a, a little later on here. Kenny the Jet Smith of TNT is joining us. Uh, Kenny, how you doing, man? Listen, that Kevin Fraser is kind of talented, eh? Like, what can't he do? No, you know, he, well, he comes from this world of sports. I know. He has, goes ESPN, Entertainment Tonight. Back, he, he rolls in a studio with you guys like, he's, he, like he puts on a glove, like he's been doing it for yeah. 20 years. Like, the guy's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we love Kevin, man. You know, we've all known him personally, so it, it was an easy transition. Oh, do you guys know? So, so you guys have like a, an established relationship with him, and that's why it seems so. Because Sid's right; it just seemed like he just walked in there and he was your dude. Well, yeah, I mean, well, he is our dude, but it's still hard yeah. to come in and be our yeah. dude on our show. That's a big <laughs> difference, though. You know, like because like, we don't go to normal traditional places that everybody else goes when we start talking. So, no. you know, if you're not accustomed to that, and you've been in that entertainment tonight, we'll circle for about five, seven years as he has, then all of a sudden you jump back in with us. It could be, it could have been horrific, but you know, it worked out well. <laughs> what was he thinking? What was he thinking when you guys almost killed each other about Rudy Gobert? What was he thinking in that moment? He was like, we are who they say they are. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I felt like he was gonna—he was just gonna push his way back from the uh, from the desk and say, "All right, you guys go ahead." Listen, we we were talking about um, the Seth Curry uh, positive test. We were talking about Kyrie um, not being with the team. 
Um, and we had a former NHL head coach, GM, and president of a couple of different teams on our show yesterday. And the NHL season's about to get going here, Kenny. And he said he would not only have curfews, but he would check on his curfews, which he had never done ever before. Like, is that where we're at with the NBA? Have you talked to guys? Like, how concerned is everyone around the league right now? Well, I think the concern is just that there's no unilateral decisions that are made around the world. Forget just America. Like, you can go from state to state, and it changes dramatically. You know, when I go to Atlanta, I'm like, I live in Los Angeles. We're locked down. You know, we're basically the same way it was when COVID first started. All the essentials are open. You can only order food and pick it up. Can't sit in any restaurants, no gyms, anything open. I fly to Atlanta, and it's like a party. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Everything's open. There's no there's no curfews. There's no nothing. And so I'm, I'm so uncomfortable when I go to Atlanta. So, like, I, that's the problem with it all is that there's you know, no unilateral decisions made state by state. You go to Florida, you go to Texas, you go to Atlanta, you know, Georgia. It, it's so different than California. And you can, you can go from California to, to Phoenix, and it's, a, and it's a drastic difference. You know, so my kids have not played any sport with inside, <laughs> with inside the uh, last year. And in Atlanta, I have nephews that played – they had a football season, a basketball season, and now they're starting a baseball season. <laughs> like, I, I, like, how are you guys doing it? Kenny, the Jet Smith here on Tim and Sid. Um, I guess some push through and others don't. I guess that's yeah. So that's the problem. To doctors. So, yeah. to, so that's the that's the problem about managing the league because you can go into a hotel and if you're checking in, there is different things going on. You know what I mean? Meaning, not even nightlife. I'm just talking about. You're allowed to eat in the restaurant downstairs. Like, oh, okay, why wouldn't I? You know, it's, a, it's here. I'm eating. I'm not doing anything outlandish. I'm just eating in a restaurant. And then you go to the next state, and they're like, no, you can't even congregate in the lobby. You got to leave. Like, so it's too hard to manage. You just, you just hope that the players are being responsible because we also know that even being responsible, you can still catch the virus. Completely. Uh Kenny the Jet Smith here on Tim and Sid. Kenny, I want to bring up, I wanted to talk to you about Kyrie Irving and the personal reasons, and specifically kind of Steve Nash, and it seems like the Nets not really knowing what's going on. He, again, he, Kyrie Irving did not travel to Memphis tonight. We just got word that Kyle Lowry, for personal reasons, is also not going to play tonight as the Raptors get ready to take on Sacramento. And we don't know officially yet, obviously, the reasons for the personal reasons. Uh, I think we all saw the video of how Kyle Lowry was after that game the other night. And he, he did not talk basketball at all. He took zero basketball questions. And he was feeling like a lot of us were feeling. How, how difficult has it been to focus on work this week, Kenny? Um, I think it's been difficult to focus, focus on work. But um, I think that the resiliency of what everyone has gone through in the past is getting us through the future. And, you know, the people that I don't think they accomplished anything other than made idiots of themselves. Like, like because no one, no one's afraid in, you know, America. Oh my gosh, I, I'm afraid to walk the streets now because they stormed the Capitol and Oh my, no one. Oh, they're going to change the laws. No, no, 
no one's scared. <laughs> like, so I, 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 don't, I don't look at it maybe in the same way that some of the other players. I may be, I'm frustrated, but I don't have that same uh, thought process as I've had with other, other things that has happened here. Uh, this, you know, is just, was a last a gasp and a last attempt at a futile attempt in my estimation. And I'm, I'm eating out in the, um, right now. I'm going to grab my food to eat. <laughs> like, like nothing changes. <laughs> like nothing changes. But I just right. don't know how futile it was, Kenny. I just don't. I think that image of a lot of white people being allowed to do what they wanted. And I know there were some arrests today. I just, I, I. There will be more, too. I just, I, I, yeah, I don't see, know. My, you know my concern is you know I don't know how don't futile do. it was. Go ahead. Yeah, but you All know right. what I don't do? I, I don't. I don't create a, a victimized situation internally. So, meaning, I'm not going to look at a situation and go, "Wow, look what they get to do, and I don't." Now, I, I know that that is accurate, and everyone and all of the, the things that we're talking about are accurate. But internalizing me, I don't do that. I look at, well, why were they doing it? Why were they angry? Oh, because our vote is starting to matter. Oh, that, that, that's why they're angry. Our vote matters. Oh, Georgia, who was a red state basically Republican and or had some of those issues of, of uh, uh, systematic and systemic racism. Oh, they're now blue. Oh, Arizona is now blue. Like, oh, there's change happening that's making them feel that way and that angry. Oh, you know what I have to do? Continue to do the things that I'm doing to make that change. I'm not going to yeah. victimize myself. Oh, man, they get to do that and I don't. No, I don't, I, I don't live my life like that. That's such a great point because once you move on, and I think Barack Obama was speaking to this this summer um, when he said, now the next steps happen, and the next steps were to get people out to vote, right? Yeah, because when you vote, what happens is then the, the, the long term is there's, there's group economics that change. You know, we know that how economics changes people's lives. Then systemic racism can't happen as easily. Because you have, one, you voted, you're voting on laws, you're changing things, you're getting group economics, and then you're in power. So to not have those things happen. So we're in that first step where, you know, there were a lot of people and friends that I know, they were, you know, they're in their 30s and 40s and their first time voting. Like, okay, well, now you see the importance of that. You see how, you know, here's a state, like I said, Georgia and Arizona, who traditionally have, a different viewpoint on liberal thought, like they're that are changing. Like that's a big, <laughs> that's a big thing in America. <laughs> you guys know that's like that's almost like saying there's no more there's no more uh, hockey in Canada for a year. <laughs> Everybody like what? No, like, that's what? the difference. You're right, but the, the, like the, the difference that? between Georgia going blue and red is the difference between Joe being able to work in like 13 days and do yeah. stuff. Yeah. And actually implement change. And but you're right. It's an amazing thing. Like when when when, why are they angry? Because you can't gerrymander and you can't rig yeah. districts and you can't stop people from getting out there and have and have people and being lineups for five hours. Oh, what we can mail in? What? Sorry, we can mail in our vote. Oh, I see how this works. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Here's another thing. Oh, guess what? Oh, guys, so people have been incarcerated. Some wrongly incarcerated. As soon as they're out and serve their time, they can vote in California. Those are big measures because that puts a, a, a dynamic of a group of people that had no voice that now have a voice and they have a big voice because it's large numbers. And so 
these are the things that they're saying. We don't want any more of that kind of stuff. And, and uh, so, again, getting back to sport, uh, you know, I think that a sport, we could just echo it and be more of an amplifier for it, as we're doing right now. And a lot of times we're not part of that process, but we can amplify that process. Thank you. Uh, looks like we got another report. Shams is saying that prior to the flight uh, from Denver to Dallas, the Mavericks learned of a positive coronavirus test for a player, and two additional players are expected to quarantine for seven days due to contact tracing. So three players remain from the Mavericks in Denver. Um, this is going to be a tough year. I, I, I think we all understand that if we want these things to happen, I think, Kenny, we're going to have to have some patience here, right? We're going to have some patience, and, I, and I'm sure the NBA has put in things where, hey, we're going, we're going to miss some games. You know, we've only gotten the yep. first 36 games of the season, so we know we're going to miss some games. And I think that, you know, I think that at some point next week or the month, you know, this is just my gut feeling, if it continues this way, we'll have a pause, a two-week pause, where everyone has to get isolated, and then they'll come up with another plan, and then we'll start again. Uh, I would agree with that, Kenny. I would agree. Listen, time on our friend, uh, friend, but stay safe and enjoy the, food. Uh, Indeed. Enjoy the Yeah, and let's talk again next week. Thank you, man. Okay, can't wait. All right. There is uh, Kenny the Jet Smith, and again for those just joining us, Kyle Lowry uh, will not play tonight out personal reasons. Uh, tonight's game in Sacramento, and breaking news in the last little while from Shams Charania uh, that. A Dallas Maverick has tested positive, uh, did not board their flight from Denver to Dallas, along with two other players due to their contact tracing. And this all happens a day after Kyrie Irving did not play due to personal reasons, a day after Seth Curry of the Sixers tested positive during the game last night. And today, four members of the Celtics went on the COVID list. And we're off. But this, let me say this, because I know in the moment, sometimes people get like, we had this at the start of the baseball season, right? We had this when we started the World Junior Hockey Tournament that it looked like nothing was going to happen. And adjustments and, were made. And, and, yeah. and adjustments were made. However, like I said off the start of the show, there are more positive tests happening in the United States and Canada than ever before. We're going to step aside. Best of the week coming up. We'll talk more about this. We got Countdown to kick off. We got Nate Burleson. And the way this afternoon's going... Who knows what else is going to break? This is Tim and Sid, live on TV and radio. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. No medical exam or health questions will be asked. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Welcome back to Tim and Sid, a wild card weekend. Edition of Countdown to Kickoff, followed by Nate Burleson in our second hour coming up. But it's time now for the best of the week, brought to you by Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave delicious. Here's how it works. We'll give you the options for our favorite clip of the week, and you can vote on Twitter. That's one of the sexiest things Sid. I've ever seen, Tim. One of the sexiest things I've ever seen. Just taters falling from the sky. Love it. Love it. We'll reveal the winner at the end of the show. Uh, Nate Schmidt apparently is a funny guy. New defenseman with the Vancouver Canucks. He's uh, got a personality. He was mic'd at camp. 
uh, just a few days ago. Here's the video. You be the judge. Hey, I tried saying nice helmet back there. Like, you look good. What? Your new helmet looks good. Sick. I'm a big fan. Wow, that's deception. Nice deception. I am hungry when we play, before we play, after we play. Got him. See, I was texting you, and you passed. Oh, I'm going. You got it. You go. Oh, yeah, right. Biggs, pretty good job today by you. Pretty good. Is it optional tomorrow morning? Please ask him that. Is tomorrow optional? Would he snap, you think? That. Wiener, is that an option in the morning? Okay, just... Just want to make sure some guys were asking. Some guys were asking. Yeah. Hey, go, hey, go Greener, uh, optional tomorrow? Did you hear me say that? He goes, um, <laughs> not that I would take it, but more just kind of fun to see where he's at, you know? Not bad. All right. Not bad. Before, before you vote on it, I need to ask you, you said, real funny personality or we see so little of it in hockey, it becomes funnier than it actually is. Uh, a little from Colin May, like a little from Colin end. Bay. A little from Colin May, a little from Colin Bay. He's funny, uh, yeah. and not just hockey funny. Like He's a little above hockey funny. I, uh, I like the one at the end where imagine the face of Travis Green when you ask for an optional in the middle <laughs> of camp. Uh, speaking of mic'd up, uh, new Leafs edition, Joe Thornton, he spent some time in Switzerland this offseason getting ready for season number 23 for him. While there, he joined an over-exuberant sports show and host who asked for a little carpool karaoke, and we get more hockey personality from Jumbo Joe and Britney Spears. And here's a hit song it, by, it. by Britney Spears. Oh, Britney, sure. Let's see if it actually Let works. it roll. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Who doesn't know this song, huh? I know. Are you ready? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, oh, baby, 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 how was I supposed to know? We can carry it pretty good, eh? <laughs> Something wasn't right. Show me how you want it to me. Tell me, baby, because I need to know. Nice voice, huh? <laughs> Give me a sign. Hit me, baby, one more time. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. We can do God. Britney, eh? Oh Not my bad God. at all. Not bad at all. You know, how come you know this song hey. so well? Well, hey, Britney was huge in North America. Oh and I'm sure huge over here in Switzerland, yeah, too. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Nice. Joe Thornton. I, Joe Thornton was 38 when that song came out. <laughs> 38 years old. That's a contender, Tim. That's a contender for this yeah. best of the week. Definitely, definitely. Uh, number three comes to us from Trevor Lawrence, who not only fell to Ohio State in the NCAA uh, playoff semifinal, but he also got burned by a reporter. It's nominee number three on Zoom. Make sure you're on mute, kids, if you're going to. Well, actually, don't, because this was funny. Ohio State played a really good game. Or Trevor needs to shave his stash. Please, please mute if you're not. 
speaking. Uh, thank you. But, uh, anyways, um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember what I was saying to be honest. But uh, Ohio State, they played a they played a heck of a game. That's rough, man. That's rough. Come on, man. That's just amazing. put just mute like and like we're 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 ten months in as you don't know how to mute during a conference call or a press conference. What the he hell's does, the matter with you? He does need to know. shave the stash though. That's not the point. You're right. But that's not the point. <laughs> you just lost to Ohio State, man. Your whole Dabo Sweeney that's embarrassed tough. your whole yeah. program. He's gonna keep his mouth shut. Anyway, final nominee, Ryan Reeves. One of my favorites in the national hockey. Are you on cameo, Tim? You on cameo? No. Tim, sorry, are you on Cameo? No, no, I'm not. Okay, sorry, I couldn't hear you. Uh, Reeves is on Cameo, where you can get personalized messages. Uh, a Caps fan wanted a message for Tom, i.e. Tom Wilson. Reeves caught on here. Reeves is the arch nemesis of Tom Wilson, and vice versa. Reeves caught on here. Seems complicated. Let's see how it plays out. Now, look, I know this says for Tom, and I read your little thing, Chip Tamplin, but this sounded awfully suspicious to me, so I looked you up. You're a big Capitals fan. I wonder who this Tom could be. Listen, if you're going to try and run with the best, you got to do better than that. No, I'm not going to tell Tom he's a good player. You know, he is a good player. I'll tell him that. But no, I'm not going to tell him he's a good fighter. I don't know how he dresses. I don't keep up on his dress code. Don't try and play me, Chip Tamplin. Your life revolves around the Capitals. I know how to do my research, too. I'm the king of this don't f with me. Oh, cameo got real. Cameo Hockey personality. Real. Let's Hockey go, pers- Let's I go. love the credit, too. Did you see the credit from Chisraka? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey. 71 Racing writes in and says, My wife thinks you're taking casual Fridays to a whole new level with the hoodies. Ask for golf shirts after the break. Are golf shirts better than hoodies? We'll discuss a little very in the lead. I'm not wearing pants. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. Demand. Sportsnet 590 The Fan on Demand. Time for Tim and Sid. Time for Tim and Sid. Time for Tim and Sid. It's time for Real Sports Talk with Tim McCallum and Sid Sexero. Thank you very much, Sheepdogs. We've got a countdown to kick off and Nate Burleson in this jam-packed second hour as breaking news continues to spread like many other things across North America. The latest coming from the NBA where not only is Kyrie Irving out for personal reasons, but as the Raptors get set to play the uh, Sacramento Kings tonight, uh, Kyle Lowry is also now out personal reasons uh, we're hoping to hear from Nick Nurse, but because they're on the West Coast, it'll be probably well after our show is done. 8.30 Eastern-ish uh, is the time Nick apparently is going to do his pregame media avail. And for everyone uh, wondering, that, that's an everyday thing for a head coach and maybe a player, but because they're where they are, as Tim mentioned, we're not going to be able to get that sound. I think it is, Tim, if I can have a moment here, I think it's worth replaying uh, the Lowry from a few nights ago quickly. Um, because again, we don't know why Lowry's not playing tonight, but I can't stress enough how little he cared about basketball the other night. And it was basically about what happened in the U.S. Capitol Wednesday. So I think it's just worth showing one more time here. Roll it. 
and I'm reading, I mean, breaking news, <clears throat> four dead after rioters stormed the you know, Congress and to block Biden went like, what the f And the, the man that was the president, like, incited, he, he, he told him to do it. Like, that man is a criminal. Like, he should be charged. And, and this is crazy. Like, <laughs> that is crazy. You, know? you basically told them to go do this and people died. Like, not that even cool. Like, it's tough. Wasn't other questions there in the queue. Uh, he politely got up and said, everyone have a good night and ended the avail there. And that is the last we've heard of Kyle Lowry uh, between now and then and between now and getting the news today that he is not playing due to personal reasons tonight in Sacramento. So that is the latest we have on Kyle. Anything else comes down the wire, as you know, as we do here on Tim and Sid, we'll let you know as soon as we know here on the show. Uh, Neil wrote in while we were talking to... Uh, Kenny the Jet Smith, and if you noticed, I was distracted while Sid was talking. It was because I was looking for Neil's tweet, and I wanted to go back to it. But he said uh, that Kenny the Jet Smith came up with by far the best point I've heard from anyone. Uh, sorry, by far the best point I've heard anyone make regarding the Capitol Hill issue. What an amazing attitude! I'm not mad that I can't do what they do. They're doing it because what we're doing is working amazing focus and attitude and it just does go to show you that there are different ways to look at it even if you're on the same side but i do understand and i'm not implying you don't tim at all but i do understand the side of and you heard it a, a bit from draymond green and you heard it from a lot of people around the nba specifically especially immediately after yes or especially immediately after white people black people a lot of people have the same opinion if that was a black lives matter rally what would the reaction have been right i personally think it's it was more about that in terms of how people were reacting league-wide i haven't heard kenny's take i respect kenny's take on that immensely but i do think that other side um is the main reason and the main trigger that took place among the other reasons, don't get me wrong, among a lot of reasons. But but I think we're all allowed to react differently to a oh, bunch completely. of different things. Completely. And, some, and sometimes there's this idea, especially um, because of the way social media reacts, that there's only one way to react to something. But there are many different ways to react to everything, and people go about it differently. So I don't, I don't know why Kyle Lowry yeah, we is don't. going to miss tonight's game, and it'll be really interesting. And I wouldn't blame him, um, but it'll be really interesting to see why and to hear from Kyrie Irving. And the two may have nothing to do with each other for all we know. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and we like this could be legitimate personal reasons and it's their business, it's not ours. Or we could be witnessing the start of a massive, significant protest inside this league. Again. And, and, a, dr and a drip drip has begun. We don't know. We don't yeah. know. Uh, 71 Racing wrote in before the break and said, my wife thinks you're taking casual Fridays to a whole new level with the hoodies. She has asked for golf shirts after the break. Uh, Daniel wrote in and said, shirts with collars are better than hoodies, but you're in your basement. I'll expect shirts with ties when this is all over. No Berkey rules here, guys. And then Frank wrote in and said, who goes around telling people how to dress in their own home? Know who casually sits around their place in a golf shirt? Serial killers. That's who. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, look, we have two sides of that. Uh, I've never. Hold on. 
I'm gonna be honest extreme with you. sides of that. That was weird. I have never worn a golf shirt other than to play golf. This like dress casual, wear a golf shirt with some slacks is the worst look on planet Earth. Hold on, you've never done a live like back in the score days, like a tail, like on a report when you're in the field. You never did one in a golf oh, shirt. Oh yeah, maybe I did maybe. plenty in golf shirts, plenty, and it wasn't the worst feeling. It's rather comfortable. Some of those days were hot. Golf shirts are ridiculous. But yeah, for a field reporter in the summer, covering like an NHLPA golf tournament, All right, do you I'll find that acceptable? You. I don't, I don't want to give it to you, but I'm going to give it to I you. I have never, for the record, I've never worn a golf shirt on the desk. And mm-hmm. I don't count my bar a desk. I don't, I don't consider this a desk. This is my home. I have right. a quick, can't say it on TV answer for anyone who wants to tell me how to dress in my own home. Very mm-hmm. quick. And not aimed at Tim, but basically most people. So I don't want to go down that road. But <laughs> right. I think a golf shirt in the field is fine. I'll, I will. I will accept yeah, it. Yeah, but you're no one hundred percent. Listen, you're no Mister Blackwell. Like you're not going to make the GQ best dressed anytime soon. Nor do I care to. But I'll say this though, Tim. The dr- the the sport jacket with the golf shirt. You're get making, out of here with that. You're get making, out of here with it. That's you're that's making comments on fashion, and then you're saying, well, no, nor do I want to make that list. But I am fully qualified to make comments. On other people, oh, I'll make comments about whatever the hell I want. Anyone who wears a golf shirt with a sports blazer, you're messed up. That <laughs> I don't agree with at all. That's just lazy. That's lazy. Um, we got a bunch of questions here, actually, before we get to countdown again. Kirsten Are we writes have time in and for, says, We're going to have time for countdown with all the questions? I don't know. I don't want a short countdown. Kirsten writes in and says, hoodies rule. P.S. Watching you guys tonight for some quality time with a husband. Can you settle a debate on your respective heights? Surprisingly, mm-hmm. the will, the internet will not help. Tim's like Sid in, is six. I'm, <laughs> we we raced into to that one, yeah. I'm 5'11", three quarters, and I'm not making any of that up. I'm as close to six foot as any human being has ever been to six feet without being six feet. If my hair's kind of poofed a little today. I, I clear six feet. McAuliffe is six feet. So you're, correct, Tim? You're, t- you're six yeah, feet. Yeah, it is. I'm yeah, exactly I'm six, six feet. And yeah. so what you're saying is you're 5'11", six foot with the fro. Basically, yeah. Nice. And I can, I can get some serious fro going. All right. So but I, I am I am rather self conscious about it. I am rather self conscious about it. No, the, the six, the five eleven three quarters. You should be self conscious you know, about the hair. Most times in my life, an extra inch hasn't been an issue, but for my height, it was. <laughs> Time now for a little thing we call countdown to kickoff. And this isn't just for Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League, Sydney. This. Is for Super Wild Card Weekend. Ridiculous name. National it's Wild Card Football Weekend. League. It's Wild Card Weekend. It's a ridiculous name. Stop it with a all sp- of the all of the letterhead from the NFL. I'm not. I'm super not denouncing that. I'm saying it's wrong. Wild Card Weekend. So it's Super Divisional Weekend next weekend. Are they calling no, it that? No, 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 just, no, no. It's just Super, super wild, wild Card because you have got a six-course meal. No, a six-course feast of whole grain goodness that should not only satisfy the palate and belly of my esteemed co-host, but even the biggest football appetites known to man. There are six games, Sid. That's the difference. Six in them. Ridiculous name. (laughs) It's a ridiculous name. I don't know what else you want from me right now. Ridiculous name. 
For those, there's usually four. Now there's six. So they're saying it's super wild. Never it's mind. idiotic. I'm not going to explain this to Still you. Still some bad teams in there. It's not that super. Bears suck. Go ahead. For those who are new to the, there's an 11 and five team too. For those who are new to the show, here's how C2K works. We all know that stats are like YouTube. They show you a lot, but they really don't show you everything. If you know what I'm talking about. So we take the plethora of stats given out by the NFL under that letterhead that says Super Wild Card Weekend and break them down in an attempt to edutain as we head into the weekend. Got it good and since you understood. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday. Check your local listings. This postseason comes on the heels of the highest scoring regular season in NFL history. Most points, most touchdowns than any other of the previous 100 or so years in the National Football League. Sid, Give me your highest scoring year. Never mind. <clears throat> if the adage defense. <laughs> if the ad found the end zone lonely. 15 times that year. 15 times. Number. <laughs> call me LaDainian Tomlinson on that year. <laughs> if the adage is defense wins championships, and I know the old schools among you are saying, Uncle Timmy, Uncle Timmy, slow your roll here. Who cares if this is the highest scoring season ever? I've always been told that defense wins championships. Well, that's why I'm here. That's why I coined the term edutainment or stole it from Chris Parker, a.k.a. KRS-One. I tell you about the scoring, not to make a crack at Sid's love life, but for you, the old timer, to consider this. Five teams averaged at least 30 points or more this year, most in NFL history. Packers, Bills, Bucks, Titans, Saints. Here's the rub. In each of the last four Super Bowl matchups, we've featured teams that have finished no worse than top five in the league in scoring. All eight teams, last four Super Bowls, have finished top five in the league in scoring, while the top defense has won the Super Bowl just five times in the last 17 years. Sid, does defense still win championships? Does defense still win championships? Like, what's the last great defense to win a championship? Was that Ravens team from a few years back? Uh, Ray Lewis's last year? Do you know like, what honestly. The, the New like, England I, Patriots won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago with a top-rated defense. But people forget about it. Because but they did because it wasn't Patriots. like it wasn't as sexy. Statistically, right. it was sexy, but, but they didn't have a chump at quarterback. Sorry, Trent Dilfer. My, my, Trent, my shout out Trent Dilfer. Um, but I'm talking about the Joe Flacco one. The in this state of play in the National Football League, I still think defense wins you championships because I don't know a team with a 22nd defense that goes to Super Bowls. Do you? Uh, what did KC finish up last year? <laughs> Watch him 23. Look, Watch this. 23. Look, look it up. Now, now I'm curious. That up? Now if KC finished 23rd, there goes my entire argument. All right. I might be able to get it. Ah, it won't be. It'll be boring for you if I look it up as quickly as I possibly can, which is pretty quick, but not quick enough. The Den- Denver team that won with Peyton Manning also had a great defense. Thank you, Dylan. Brown. Yeah, they did. That was, a, that was a good point. I forgot about that one. Uh, I still think you need a good defense. But I don't I think, think it's everything. I think to go with the stats you just read about the last four Super Bowls, I think it's changing. I, I think you need a defense. I just you may you might not need a top five defense anymore, if that makes any sense. 
come close. Uh, last year's defense for the Kansas City Chiefs was, oh my goodness. 30th? Yeah. <laughs> Is it 30th? Ah, uh, you know what? Points per game, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Nailed seventh. it. Nailed it. <laughs> right. Nailed they it. They weren't that bad. All right, if that's not But the they weren't number the one. To your point, they weren't number one, right? No. They weren't number one. Didn't have to be. Now it's you have that kind of offense, top five offense, top 15 defense. That seems to be the, uh, the, the, the code that cracks the safe there. You need to be both. It's what you need. The correct answer is you need both. Well, you need yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, you need a little bit of both. If that's not the stat of the day, last four Super Bowls, you had to have a top five offense. By the way, the Chiefs aren't a top five offense this year. Really? They're six. They're really? Six. Yeah, they're six. Well, not far. Six. All right. If that's not the stat of the day, how about this? Over the last two seasons, the road team has won six of the last eight wild card matchups. Six and two road team over last two years, eight and four since 2017. Which road teams have the best chance of winning this weekend? Colts, Rams, Bucks, Ravens, Bears, and Browns are your road teams. I'd go Bucks, obviously. Washington, I love Washington for a lot of reasons, but they still don't deserve to be in these playoffs. So you go Bucks, Baltimore. And I got a bad feeling about the Bills tomorrow, Tim. I got a really bad, bad feeling. The Colts can do... The Colts are very balanced. And if they're allowed to stay in that game... I know the, I know the Bills have a rep for having a big play offense, yada, yada, yada. The Colts stick around. Bad news. That is bad news. I got a bad feeling about the Steelers as well. All right, I understand really? that they're... Wow. I understand there is a Bills boner, and it is strong. And I really wanted to focus on former Bill Frank Reich, 28 years, six days after leading Buffalo to the greatest comeback in NFL history, going into attempt to end that Bills season. And Sid's scared of it. But you and I have had extensive Bills convos, and both of us have sat in awe of the progression Josh Allen has made this year. But the last time we saw him play in the postseason, he suffered a near Vandevelian meltdown in blowing a 16-point lead to the Texans in which he literally looked like a quarterback that had forgotten to play the game. He had a pair of sacks that pushed him out of field goal range. He attempted one of the most ridiculous laterals that we have seen in a playoff game. It was as ugly as they come. Is that guy gone now? Or should Bill's Mafia be on the lookout? I don't know if that guy's gone. I don't know. Listen, man, Tony Romo had a lot of good regular season games, okay? And people can get mad for me for even bringing that up. But it's a fact. To win playoff games in this league is not something anybody should just be handed as the benefit of the doubt because of anything you see in the regular season. At this time of year, you got to prove it. Sorry, Lamar Jackson. Sorry, Josh Allen. This weekend's pretty big for them. Because if it goes the other way, and I think it could you can go in either direction the other way, because the Titans can play. We all know what the narrative's gonna be. And and a regular season was was nice, especially for Josh Allen. 
And last year was really nice for Lamar Jackson. What does it, what does it mean at the end? What did it mean in the offseason discussion? I know there's only one ring. I get it. But I'm not anointing someone ready for the playoffs until you show me you're ready for the playoffs. And you as of this moment, tell. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are not playoff proven. Period. Ooh. Period. So I'm not I'm I'm backing off that. Show me. That's but this is this is the prediction part of our job is figuring out if that guy is going to be that guy. You and I would be in Vegas if we could figure that out properly, but right. story for another day. Game two. Actually, I got one more. How about this? Instant trivia. Stephon Diggs led the NFL with 127 receptions. Not bad. <laughs> His first year with Buffalo. That's pretty good. In fact, it's the sixth highest total in NFL history. Sixth highest. Give me three of the top five receptions in a season NFL history. Hint, this is the only receiving record that doesn't have Jerry Rice all over it. And one guy's up there twice, so I'm really asking you for three of the top four. Three of the top four. Michael Thomas, obviously. Please allow the Tim and Citizens to play along at home. As oh, time, we're, we're up against number it. one. I, I got to be right. I got to be right quick. All right. Is it Julio Jones? Julio Jones is tied for third with 136 catches in 2015. By the way, Michael Thomas, all-time record, 149 last year. And I can't say Jerry Rice. That's no. a fascinating thing to not be able to say. I'm going to say, oh, my God. I'm, 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 swinging, I'm swinging big time here. Antonio Brown? Twice. 2015, he had 136 catches. In 2014, he had 129 catches. So, so it is Antonio Brown. <laughs> I hit the wrong button, but that was cool. So, anyway. Sorry, it is. I still don't know. It, it is. is. I told, yes, and I the know one it guy now. you didn't yes. get Who was, was Julio Jones. Oh, I, I got uh, Julio sorry, Jones. Marvin Harrison. You got you got Marvin Harrison. I'm never, and I'm scared to death of Marvin Harrison. I should have guessed. <laughs> so you're not gonna say it. All right, uh, game two. No, he was great. He was great. <laughs> game two of the weekend: Rams and Seahawks. You don't want to piss him off. Just look nope, it up. Don't want to piss Trust off him. Marvin Harrison. Nope. Game two: Rams Seahawks. Battle of the NFC West. Did you realize? The NFC West has been represented in the Super Bowl in five of the last eight seasons. I did not know. Does it happen again? It's a great question. Packers are going to the Super Bowl. No. No. Okay, game number three, Bucks and Washingtonians. Super stat or meaningless number. Since divisional play began, 438 teams have won a divisional championship. I'm not making that up. I counted. 438 have won a division since it began divisional play. The Washingtonians are just the third NFL team to win a division with a record below 500. And yet, each of the two of the previous 438 that have won their division with a losing record, the 2010 Seahawks with Beastquake and the 2014 Panthers, Ron Rivera, won their first round game. Losers are undefeated in Wild Card Weekend. Is that a super stat or a meaningless number? Meaningless number. I think it's a meaningless number. Anything involving bad teams is a fluke. You got good teams who don't take them seriously. You got good teams who don't do the prep you should. I don't even want to go there. Okay, but is Sometimes that part of it? Te- 
That's uh, a like what you're saying. What you're saying is good teams sleep so on the bad teams. So you're saying you like my take and it should be a super stat is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I wonder All if right. you're right on that. You know what? I'll take wondering. it. Super stat. I back it up. <laughs> Let's change it up. Audible at the line, McAuliffe. Right. There you go. This might be. I've had a lot of favorite stats this weekend. This might be my favorite stat of the weekend. So, of course, the GOAT, Tom Brady, is playing in that game, and he owns NFL records for NFL playoff records for completions, passing yards, passing touchdowns, and wins. I don't know what's more impressive, that he leads his next closest rival in wins by 14 wins or his next closest rival in passing yards by 4,049. Context, which we both think is important. Only 12 quarterbacks threw for 4,000 yards this season in 16 games. And he leads the NFL in passing yards in the playoffs by over 4,000 yards. And the 14-win lead over Joe Montana, that spread of 14 wins, Sid, is more or equal to any other quarterback in NFL history not named Joe Montana or Tom Brady. His lead over the previous GOAT would put him in a tie for second most ever with Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, and Peyton Manning. Will these records ever be broken? Yes. He's 43 years old, man. Are you telling me a 28-year-old can't break that kind of record? A 33-year-old can't break that kind of record? He's not made of titanium. He's Tom Brady, six rings, I got it. He's already done Someone else, someone else is going, he's laid the the blueprint with the diet. Someone else is going to play till 43. Someone else is going to have this kind of run. It's going to happen. I guarantee you it's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is 6,000 yards behind him. It's going to happen. I gar- the only record in the history of sports that will never be broken is Gretzky 50 and 39. Every other record in sports is on the table. Okay. Three games on Sunday. Ravens at Titans, Browns at Steelers, Bears at Saints. Bears at Saints will be broadcast on CBS, Amazon Prime, and Nickelodeon, which will have its own broadcast team and graphics. Noah Eagles will call the game. With our next guest, Nate Burleson. Nice. And Nickelodeon star, Gabriel Nevea Green. We can talk about NFL dudes getting slimed during the broadcast with Nate, but Nickelodeon has built an empire in at least 70 countries. Network, resorts, theme parks, cruises, never mind the last one. All of this was kickstarted by one show. The first to slime that show, you can't do that on television, which was started in 1979 at CJOH in Ottawa. This might be the toughest question I've ever asked you on television. Sid Sixero, is you can't do that on television the most influential television program in Canadian television history? Canadian television history? Not over Degrassi. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not over Degrassi. Is that a straight Are, face? Some of the greatest acts in the history of music. Drake, Zit Remedy, to come out of that show. Are you kidding me, Mikael? Now, you can't do that on television. I believe Alanis Morissette was on the show, was she not? What's, what is the uh, 
The alumni from this is pretty strong, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think um, she was. I think Alanis Morissette was on this show. It's not. It's a top five show, Tim, along with uh, Video and Arcade Top Ten on YTV. <laughs> yeah, nice. Remember Video and Arcade? I yeah. love that show. Yeah. yeah. Um, super was super. Uh, just like Mom. Just like oh, Mom nice. was influential. Right. And what was the one um, where they sat in the cars? Do you remember the Sad. one where they sat in the cars? They the may cars? have. You may be. You may be right. It could be just <laughs> like mom. I don't remember it. No, like that. it wasn't just like and, mom. And right. and uh, Tim Bazaar with John Biner and company. Was that not a Canadian show? Was, was Bazaar a Canadian, Canadian show? show? You left SCTV right out of that. Damn it! SCTV is second behind Degrassi. Second. Second. All right. Last game of the weekend. That slime show. Followed by the last game of the weekend. The Browns need all the time they can get. Uh, to face the Steelers, much has been made about this super wild card weekend that includes two more games than normal. Since 1978, when the wild card was introduced, only nine of 42 Super Bowl winners have won the four games necessary to get the chips with the dip, to quote your boy Drake, from the wild card. Will it be 10 of 43? Will we get a Super Bowl winner from this weekend? <sighs> I know because the Packers are winning the Super Bowl. So I'm going to say no. Odds are heavily stacked against me. I'm aware the Packers, even with Bakhtiari injured, and I understand how important he is in the O line. I get it. Nice. Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. And they got fans at Lambeau starting next weekend. Not many, but they got him. Disagree. One more stack. Chase Claypool, Abbotsford tied for the most touchdowns in a season by a Canadian, set by. Nate Burleson, who joins us next. As if my guy doesn't have enough jobs, he's added Nickelodeon host to the mix. Y'all can't deny it. We'll break down Super Wild Card Weekend next with Nate Dog on Tim and Sid, Sportsnet, Radio and TV. Send us all your money. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher, and we'll send you a free subscription for Sportsnet 590 The Fan On Demand. Absolutely free. Fine Oak Things writes in on Twitter, uh, the car show of Canadian history that you are talking about is Kid Street. Do you remember Kid Street? What? Said give me the third. Give me the twenty-second refresher on Kid Street again. It's like a trivia show where they sat in cars with a partner, and they were on a street, quasi street, I guess. Just it a, was a fake street, but it was, it was a fake street. All right, it's like fake race cars. You don't remember Kid Street? My God, I don't remember Kid That's, Street. Snarkus writes in and says, greatest CanCon TV show begins and ends with beachcombers and then gives us the Vince Carter. It's over, ladies and I thought we stopped reading uh, Ken Reed's accounts on the show a long time ago. Sid, if you don't think it's beachcombers, you're a relic. <laughs> time for Inside the Lions brought to you. <laughs> time for Inside the Lions brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I started it over again because usually we record this and put this on the internet. Wild card weekend in the National Football League with six games in the expanded playoff Super Wild Card weekend. Bills hosting the Colts, Bills favored by a touchdown. Rams host the, excuse me, Seahawks host the Rams favored by three and a half with the Rams starting QB situation still unknown. Night game, Washington nine-point underdogs at home to Brady and the Bucks. 
Sunday gets going with a rematch from last year's playoffs. Titans knocked off the Ravens in Baltimore. They meet in Tennessee this time. Ravens still favored by three and a half. Saints will have Alvin Kamara on the field. They are ten and a half point favorites over the Bears, or at least we think so. And on Sunday night, shorthanded Browns without their head coach, six and a half point underdogs against the Steelers. We got to get back to Brown Steelers, Timmy. Remind me. I will. We got to get back to Brown Steelers. Super wild card weekend. Super. Three games tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Three games Sunday. Plus a historic broadcast on Sunday afternoon with our dear friend, Nate Burleson of NFL yes. Network and CBS Sports. And no, I know what you're thinking. Well, and Nate's on CBS all the time. I said, no, no, no. No. <laughs> Nickelodeon is yeah. going to legit air Bears Saints 4:40 p.m. Eastern. Nate Burleson joining us now. So many places I want to start in terms of the Nickelodeon broadcast. Nate, first off, what was it like being slimed? Because you posted that this week. Yeah. I have dreamt of it. I've seen it. I what it physically, the the emotions running through you. Yeah. What did it feel like? Give us the whole 911. Yeah, well, I, I initially was approached, and they said, hey, would you like to get slimed before the game, kind of help promote everything? And before I can even finish the, the reading the text, I sent the yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. So then they were like, okay, we're going to send the slime to your house. And this truck pulls up <laughs> in big old buckets. I'm talking about like twice the size of a paint can, and they're just sitting in my garage. And I'm like, yo, is this a – and when I say it was heavy, heavy – so they pull up to the crib uh, a couple of days later. They have to stir it up to loosen it up. And my kids, they were supposed to be in the shot afterwards, um, but they wanted to do it. So I, I just asked, the, you know, the producer, I said, hey, instead of you guys doing it and then my kids acting like they were there, how about you just let them do it? And, and they did. It, it was crazy. It was a dream come true. I mean, listen, I, I say it all the time. I was born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, and influenced by the 2000s. So every era of my life, there's something that I watched on Nickelodeon religiously. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the old, uh, you know, the old Double Dare days and uh, the, the the Rocco's Modern Life and Ren and Stimpy. Like, that was <laughs> Doug. Like, th- those are classics. Rugrats, those are all classics to me. So um, this is going to be a, a viewing experience like no other. Uh, we gotta we gotta shout out the maple leaf tattoo on your forearm because of course. because uh, you can't do that in television was the one that started yeah. the slime. Let them know and you it. can't do that Let on television. Is a Canadian show out of Ottawa. Boom. Full circle. Real <laughs> question, Nate. Real question. Yeah. Do you say no to anything? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what's God. crazy is like. I never have time off, and I'm, I'm essentially I'm off from Good Morning Football um, today and then Monday. But of course, I'm working this weekend. So it's funny when I do accept something, it's 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 almost like, all right, is this going to allow me to take time off from another job? And the answer was yes. So my wife's like, oh, it's good. It's good you get to you get a day off. And I'm like, not really though, because I have meetings all day. I just got off of Zoom calls with the Bears and the Saints a second ago. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I say no to things I don't want to do. Um, but you know, when it comes to opportunities like this, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't resist it. Is SpongeBob like the rules official when you go, like when there's someone, <laughs> when there's something happening in the game where they're having a review, do you go to him? Like, is it going to be that kind I'm, I'm being serious. Like, is that going to be that kind of a broadcast in new Orleans for you guys? Like, is, like how are they packaging it? Uh, 
Well, one, you will see a, a lot of animation. Um, it, there's going to be uh, different different uh, slime uh, visuals, and then they're going to have uh, eyes popping out of players' heads when they make plays. And, and the field goal, you'll see like a, a square SpongeBob in it. Um, but but as far as the rules, that's, that's a good question. It's an important one. Um, I, I can't give away too much, but I will say this. You might see young Sheldon pop up to explain a thing or two. Okay. <laughs> okay. Amazing. It's a good taste. That's a good taste. Uh, I, I feel like I could, I, we could spend the entire, this entire interview doing what's going to happen on this Nickelodeon <laughs> broadcast and I'd be thoroughly entertained, but I, I, I got him. We got him. Is, is. So you've got Drew Brees on one side. You've got Mitchell Trubisky on the other side. There is so much intrigue in this yeah. game. Like, we're not watching Drew Brees' final game, are we? I don't think so. If, if Drew Brees would have played this season like um, Peyton Manning did his last year in Denver, then I, I would assume it was time to move on. But because he was so effective and so efficient, um, it's almost like how do you retire after that? As much as we can criticize Phillip Rivers, uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady at their age is, you know, it's it's hard to say that this is their last year playing when they're better than at least half of the quarterbacks in the NFL. And aside from Drew Brees taking that that rib cage injury, um, I think he's 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 in fairly good shape. So I, I know it's it's almost a far gone conclusion, and people think that Drew Brees is going to work his way into the broadcast booth booth, and there's a seat already waiting on him. But if you're Drew Brees, and let's just say they don't win it, and you're playing as one of the best quarterbacks, do you retire? Like, do you retire with that, like, taste in your mouth when the team is still intact? You still have Kamara, you still have Michael Thomas. Like, do you retire? I don't think so. I, I believe the only way we'll see Drew Brees um, in the booth next year is if they win a Super Bowl. Nate Burleson joining us from New Orleans, where he'll be uh, calling Bears and Saints again on Nickelodeon, which is pretty cool to say. Um would you not agree, though, Nate, of all the teams that play this weekend, the team probably with the most pressure on them, arguably, is the Saints? Yeah. Yeah, it's for the simple fact that you, you look at the last couple of postseasons, and I, I've said it on my show plenty of times, uh, the Saints, they're one thing in the league that you can count on. Like, they will always be good in the regular season. But then you look at the Minneapolis miracle. Um, you look at that Rams game, the no call. Um, there's always something they can point to and say, that was a catastrophic blow to our Super Bowl run. Is that going to happen again this year? I mean, and if it does, is, is this the most disappointing stretch of any team? Like, think about how talented they have been over the last few years and not being able to reach the big game. And you think about all the numbers and stats and records that Drew Brees has along with one Super Bowl ring, but he's so talented that you would think he is a two-Super Bowl ring guy. Like, I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to look at Ben Roethlisberger with, as, as a quarterback with two rings and then not think that Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Russell Wilson shouldn't be in that category. I feel like Drew Brees should. And if, and if they don't win, I do believe this, is, this will be the most disappointing season for the Saints. We have been in Nate Burleson's bedroom. Now we go hotel, motel, holiday hey, inn. Hey, now. Hey, now. As Nate Burleson <laughs> is in New Orleans preparing for the – So just to, to, to kind of tie a bow on this, Alvin Kamara is going to play, right? Like do, we haven't yeah. even heard any indication. He said on Twitter, see all Sunday, like it sounds like he's playing. 
Yeah, sounds like yeah. he's playing. Um, you know, it, it's a, a little bit of a buzzer beater because he had to wait so many days, um, and I guess he's going to be cleared the the night before or that morning, um, which is good because we don't we don't want to see a, a a playoff game without one of the best players in the league. I mean, I feel bad for the Browns. You know, having to go out there and play a game without their head coach Kevin Stefanski. You know, after everything that the Browns have done this season, all of a sudden they're going to take the field for the first time in 17 years in the playoffs. And they don't have their head coach. And we know that the head coach is an extension of how well they're playing. Um, it's unfortunate because if they win, it's like they rally. Good for them. But if they lose, they have a legitimate excuse. Like our head coach wasn't on the sideline. Well, Nate, that, that leads me to this Baker Mayfield quote. And again, they haven't practiced all week uh, prior to today. They haven't practiced all week. Baker Mayfield said that not practicing would not have an impact on the Browns' readiness. Really? You buy that? I don't buy it, but I know why he said it. Um, I've always said that really good quarterbacks aren't just good on the field. They're good with a microphone in front of them. And when he makes a statement like that, he's not talking to us. Because, you know, as soon as we hear it, we're like, eh, I don't know about that, fam. You need practice. Practice makes perfect. It's the playoffs. You got to get as much time as you can together in on the field and the classroom so you can be, quote, unquote, ready. But Baker Mayfield isn't talking to us. He's talking to his Browns team. Because, you know, as, as the Browns are opening up the newspaper and their, their friends are calling them and, and they're watching the TV shows and listening to the radio stations, you know, that stuff starts to wear on you. And then after a while, you're like, damn, I guess it is. It is tough for us to win without our head coach. And you start hanging your head a little bit. And then you almost give in to the fact that, all right, we had a good run. It's a good season. But, like, it's okay if we lose. No, no, no. Baker Mayfield is talking to his team. He isn't talking to anybody else. He's talking to the guys that are listening to him. And when he's telling them, hey, look, all right, circumstances, they're not in our favor. But we will be ready. So even though we all understand it's tough to do anything without your coach and without practice, Baker Mayfield is trying to motivate his guys. And, and he's been doing a good job of that all year. It's like he's a wrestler. Like he's got to be good on the mic as well. Exactly. He can't just wrestle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he's got to be good on the mic. Uh, if I were on the Browns, I would call the Ravens and see how they experience their situations, plural, right. uh, with COVID. I wonder, as we were talking about pressure, if Lamar Jackson might have the most as a single player going into this weekend. Agree or disagree on Lamar Jackson and his 0-2 playoff record? I would say I agree. I mean, you know... Obviously, John Wolford, if he starts for the Rams, um, yeah. or even or even or even Jared Goff, if Jared yeah. Goff, there's yeah. now everybody's starting to question whether Jared Goff is a hundred million dollar quarterback and he's the face of the franchise. So I think those two quarterbacks will have pressure, but that's a whole Agreed. separate thing. But as far as like Lamar Jackson's narrative, like it, it last year, it was oh this dude is this dude is football Iverson. I mean, he's crossing dudes up. He's running past everybody. He is changing the game, changing the quarterback position, hands down, unanimously, our MVP. And then people saw them struggle, and they couldn't wait to criticize him. They're like, oh, see, remember when we said defenses will figure out Lamar? They, they couldn't wait to say that. They had a lot to do with it. Injuries, COVID, Lamar trying to exceed expectations. But Lamar, over the last few weeks, I love the fact that he's just taking it and he's putting it on his shoulders. He's saying, all right, cool. You know, if, if the game isn't going well, I'm going to take off. You know, it's, it's like LeBron. Like, I'm, I'm going to get everybody going. But if I need a bucket, I'm going to I'm going to bulldoze my way to the basket and I'm going to dunk on you. And I've always said to Lamar, look, 
when the game isn't going your way, receivers are dropping the ball, there isn't a flow on offense, just take off, bro. You have a superpower. Use that superpower. And he does have pressure. And he's playing against a great team. I mean, like two run games that are arguably the best in the league, like something's got to give. The only thing that I feel like can help the Ravens is a simple fact that they can run the ball well, but they run the ball tremendously well when Lamar starts tucking it and running with it. Nate Burleson here on Tim and Sid. Nate, uh, we have Washington, Tampa. That's a lot of yards. Washington, Tampa tomorrow night. Uh, I want to play people, Nate, before we get your take, I want to play people uh, Chase Young's response to some criticism he got this week (laughs) for yelling into any camera he could find, I want Tom. I want Tom Brady. And Chase Young is the stud rookie on the defensive side of the ball for Washington. He is, he, I don't want to say has Hall of Famer written all over him, but he has Hall of Famer written all over him. This is what Chase Young said to the media this week about yelling, I want Tom. We'll talk about it on the other side. Roll it. Tom Brady, you think I'm not going to be excited to play against the GOAT? Then you tripping. And, and that is what it is. I'm excited to play against Big Tom. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to apologize for saying I want Tom. No, I want Tom Brady. I want every quarterback I play against. So, yeah, that, that's how I'm going. I love, I love him. I love, I love him. Too. Why did it take Chase Young to speak the truth? Like you know, you, you know, somebody's annoyed when they got their hand on their chin, like, <laughs> bro. So like, true. Uh, so you ever true. just catch yourself explaining something to somebody? You're like, are you not listening to what I'm saying? Like, what, what's up? <laughs> but listen, here's the thing. I feel like he's supposed to say that. One, he's talented. For you to be a rookie, come in and be named a captain, that's different. I mean, with some some absolute leaders already on your team, the team chose you. You can tell he approaches the game differently. He's not your typical rookie. This dude is an absolute beast. I mean, his nickname is Predator. Like, when you get a nickname like Predator, like, you know you for real. But I'll put it like this. Uh, You know, Drake is a Canadian uh, superstar, globally known. And uh, one of my favorite lines is he said, this is the moment where your idols become your rivals. You got to make friends with Mike, but AI him for your survival. Like, you know, talking about Island Iverson crossing up Jordan at the free throw line. Okay, cool. And I, I wanted to remix the words um, because, you know, I'm slick with the, the rhymes. And the I, bars. I, and the the bars. bars. And here's, here's a little remix to that is um, this is around the time where the goats are on the menu. Um, I do it because I'm hungry. Never meant to offend you. Like, that's all it is. Like, he's, he's hungry. Like, when you watch him play, he just looks like he just every single moment he's given every ounce of him so for him to say i want tom brady what the hell is he supposed to say <laughs> i'm glad he said that now here's the thing bruce arians is right yeah be careful what you ask for tom brady and the bucks could go out there and cook washington but i guarantee you this mark my words regardless of the outcome of the game tom brady will walk over to chase young and show him love i guarantee you uh nate burleson on tim and sid all day Nick at night. Uh, Nick all day. Uh, uh, he doesn't play. Uh, uh, <laughs> Thank you for stopping by. Uh, We're always on a high. Hey. When Nate drops by. Hey. Now we got to say bye. <laughs> I try. to say bye. God bless you. I try. That was fire. That was fire. Uh, he warmed up a little bit. Lukewarm. Yeah, One lit match. Up a little Thank bit. you. <laughs> thanks, Nate. All right, fellas. That was Nate so was bad, nice Tim. to you.
Yeah, Nate was, would be a nice he, Like, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I deserve to get roasted on that. Oh, my. I want to apologize to Tim and everyone listening and watching that. I'm sorry. As soon as, as, soon as, as soon as he hung up, I just wanted to let us sorry. know. Was sorry. Here. All right. We'll take the break. We have a best of the week winner and then a plethora of things to get to in this final block of Tim and Sid right here on Sportsnet Radio and TV. As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake doctor's orders. Sportsnet 590 The Fan on demand. Welcome back to Tim and Sid as we get you ready for the weekend here on TV and radio. Time to reveal the winner of the best of the week. Brought to you by Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave delicious. And welcome back, Mary Brown's Chicken. You voted on Twitter for the best of the week at Tim and Sid. We had a late nominee thrown in, Joe Thornton in Switzerland, singing Britney Spears in a car with a reporter. How does that not win, Tim? Landslide. Let's enjoy again. And here's a song by by Britney Spears. Oh, Britney, sure. (laughs) Let's see if it actually works. Let it roll. (laughs) 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 Who doesn't know this song, huh? (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) There we go. Uh, Oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know? We can carry it pretty good, eh? (laughs) Something wasn't right. Show me how you Tell me, baby, cause I need to know now Because my loneliness is killing me I must confess, I still believe, still believe Wow, you got a nice voice, huh? (laughs) Give me a sign Hit me, baby, one more time Oh, 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 we can do Britney, eh? Oh, Not my bad God. at all. Not bad at all. You know, how come you know this song hey. so well? Well, hey, Britney was huge in North America. Oh, and I'm sure huge over here in Switzerland, yeah, too. Yeah. Is it wrong that I still like that track? No. Like, that's a that's a good tune still today. It lives. It can't... Well, no, it doesn't live, but it... it, it what's the term? Does, is that still... Does that still... What's the phrase I'm looking for? Does that still work? Does that still play? Like, there's a phrase for, does, is that still good in this period I'm of time? It. I'm sorry. I wish I'm, I'm missing it, too, and it's my fault. I think it still works, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. I think, like, I don't like Britney Spears. I never bought a Britney Spears album in my life. I've never had her on my shuffle, my iPod, nothing. I know every word of that song. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit, <laughs> on my Spotify playlist, that is on it. That's still on it. That's one of the one bigger playlist. tunes. Well, you just save the song. Like fifteen hundred song saves, fifteen hundred saved songs is all you need. Um, Stephen Lung, who does a wonderful job covering uh, the NBA on Sportsnet.ca, has an update on Kyle Lowry, who, if okay. you missed it earlier in the show, is going to miss tonight's game due to personal reasons. And with the Kyrie Irving out, personal reasons, there are a lot of uh, hoops being jumped through. Uh, Long added to it saying, Lowry is listed out tonight for personal reasons, according to the latest NBA injury report, um, and says he's expected to be back with the team Sunday for their game with the Warriors, the Raptors have told me. Okay. That's good reporting there from Stephen Long, who does a great job on sportsnet.ca. We'll see how they do tonight, Timmy. (laughs) 
<laughs> wouldn't it be wouldn't it be just very Raptors this season for them to get the W tonight? Without Lowry, with the centers playing the way they are. Oh, if you want to see Malachi, I think you're going to get some Malachi tonight. Uh, Mr. Flynn, big opportunity tonight. Timmy, have a great weekend. Appreciate it. Great job on Countdown and Kickoff. Good stuff. To everyone watching, to everyone listening, have a safe, great weekend. No time for wash your hands today. It was We were that kind of show packed, but wash your hands. We'll talk to you Monday. Take care.